Thanks for listening to Shift Your Spirits. I'm Slade Robertson. For 13 years, I've been a professional intuitive counselor and personal development blogger. I try to talk about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most New Age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. It is Saturday, May 4th, 2019, as I record this introduction. This week, I'm talking about the idea of reinventing yourself. Not only shedding the stories that no longer serve you, but also discovering aspects of yourself you never considered as options before, and maybe rediscovering sources of joy you have denied yourself or tried to forget about. As always, there's an oracle segment at the end of the show, so be thinking about a question or a concern you have, hold it in your mind, and I'll come back on after the final links and credits and leave you with that extra channeled message. Impersonal news, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I had jury service for three weeks, which has made it impossible to schedule interviews. So I hope you enjoy my solo shows. They are much easier to record whenever I can, and I can often record more than one segment per session. So I should be catching up soon and getting back to some interviews. I am actively scheduling interviews, so if it has crossed your mind that you'd like to be a guest on Shift Your Spirits, pitch me your show idea. I'm always looking for unique stories. Just a little FYI about podcast producers. We are always in need of content that fits our show concepts. So if you're a listener to this show or someone else's and you have a good idea for a show topic, trust me, that is a very welcome email for a podcast producer to receive. I know a lot of you would probably be anxious about pitching your favorite podcaster, but I know what it's like to receive these pitches, and I also know that if you can be on my show, you can probably be on a lot of other people's shows. I want to share some tips about this because I know what makes me trash a pitch versus excitedly hit reply and say yes. For 10 years, I was a guest on other people's shows. That's primarily how I built a large audience. So if you're thinking about doing a podcast or a YouTube channel or some kind of content marketing channel like that, go be on everybody else's show first. If you're looking for exposure and you don't have a large audience or a mailing list yet, be a podcast guest slut. I am a podcast slut, by the way. I think I have literally said yes to every single person who has ever asked me to be on their radio show, podcast, YouTube interview, you name it. I always say yes. But I do say no to pitches every day. To be on this show, not from you guys, actually very rarely from you guys, from these PR firms that send out these canned email brochure pitches for their authors. Clearly, these people have never listened to my show. They just hired someone to send this email to hundreds of hosts to get them some appearances. I throw those away. I want guests who are also listeners. I've tried it a few times and it doesn't work as well. I want real people from this community that I, um, if I don't know you yet, you know me. It makes a very big difference in the connection. So if you have a favorite podcast that you want to be on, that you listen to all the time, you're already more desirable as a guest than somebody just looking to get their message out through a PR firm. So here are the tips for pitching me and others. 
Now, check their site first. They may have specific instructions for doing this, and you want to follow those. But here's what I want. Keep the email brief. Not a bunch of backstory or background. Save all the story for the interview. Make it easy to read. I want to feel relief when I open that email and I see like two paragraphs, four sentences total. Trust me. We'll ask, we'll check out your website if we're interested in more info. But make this first volley a simple, hey, nice to meet you. I have an idea. Are you interested? Let your favorite podcaster know you're a true listener by starting off by mentioning something you liked in a specific episode. And then, in like two sentences, state the idea you have for a show of your own. Say thanks for considering me. Hit me up if you're interested. And then give them some time to reply. Most of us manage our own email. I hope to get some pitches to be on this show and some invitations to be on yours. If you're listening, I'm always up for it. (laughs) Write me. Before I forget, I do want to say a quick thank you to Elizabeth Hartzog, my newest supporter on Patreon, for the sweet testimonial you wrote me along with your pledge. That made my week, Elizabeth. Thank you. It was wonderful reading your comments about how the show is a part of your world. Thank you to all of you who continue to pledge your support on Patreon. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the show and you want it to continue Thank you. That's very encouraging to me. Listeners who support the show on Patreon can access a guided meditation called Messages from Your Spirit Guides, exclusive bonus episodes, and there's also a mastery level of support where you can download one of my courses for free each month. Just a quick scheduling note about that. Based on the way Patreon processes the pledges, I will be switching out the free downloads around the 15th of each month, somewhere around the middle of the month. If you're working on a website right now, listen carefully to this episode. I talk about a resource I've never shared before on Patreon that could really help you out, and it's going to be available this month as the free course download. To find out how you can become a patron, support my time in producing this show, and access all the extra bonus content, please go to patreon.com slash shiftyourspirits. You've heard people in the new age personal development world talk about the stories that no longer serve you. Getting rid of those. Putting them down. Letting go of what you keep choosing to be burdened by and moving forward unburdened. Every decision that you make about who you are traps you, boxes you in, ties you to concepts and ideas and expectations, even the good ones, especially those things that we're proud of, that people laud us for. It defines what others ask of us. It defines what they expect of us. We become beholden to it. Because even the most authentic persona is an archetype. It can be true while only being a part of you. And it's rarely all of someone. People on reality shows are always bitching about being edited to look like the villain. Their behavior is villainous. Their language and their motivations. There's some part of it there that's true that they actually did and then this template of the tv drama villain is laid over them and everything else is trimmed away 
And that's how they're edited to look like the villain. There's some truth to it. There's some core of it. They brought the material to be that. They brought it forward from themselves. And then, you know, with perspective and context, um, that can be exaggerated intentionally. My persona here is an archetype. It's the wounded healer. Most of the guests on this show share that archetype among some others that we have in common, but it's the wounded healer story. You've heard my wounded healer story many times. I had a horrible medical situation, pulled a rug out from under me. I turned to spirituality to recover my life. And while doing that, I discovered that people were interested in my stories about how I did it. And it became my career. It's based in pain. I don't mind holding space for others in pain. I know a lot of people talk about being an empath and and how difficult that is, and I understand it. Um, I guess I've just evolved some ways of dealing with that or protecting myself from it. I also have a lot of Scorpio in my chart, and I think Scorpio people just sort of come wrapped in an ability to absorb that kind of energy. I often say that um, if you have someone in your life that has Scorpio energy, that's a great person to talk to about something really difficult. Um, Scorpio people have a capacity to take that in and transmute it for others and not be so affected by it. But until I recently started engaging in some purposeful reinvention in a completely different, unexplored business area, I didn't realize how much more room for joy I still really have in my daily life because my work and my projects and my writing and my podcast and a lot of the stuff I do is tied to the expectations of the archetype that I put out there as my professional persona. And you know the soul searching that I've been going through recently. It's pretty much been shared all season long. Um, I was thinking as I went into all that, that it was really just about my personal life, about my romantic self. And I have discovered that that process is showing me parallels, other things that are opening up as well. I didn't explain that well. The process of unearthing some of my stories, some of the stories that no longer serve me, and trying to evolve those or see what comes after them and move forward, I've realized that, oh, there are all these other boxes that uh, can be opened up and gone through as well. And there are some similar themes and some parallel storylines kind of running in different areas. So I opened up one box thinking, you know, I'm going to concentrate on this box right now. And in so doing, I ended up um, dragging all kinds of stuff out into the light uh, to go through. And it's been a really positive thing. Uh, This has not been as painful as it's been exciting because for me 
as an anxious person, nothing feels better than to get rid of something that's causing me anxiety. I'm really excited for some kind of relief. I also love a project. I also love to do something new and something practical. Uh, I love to dig in and um, investigate and figure out what's going on. And that in itself is a source of energy for me. So I don't experience this process of kind of therapy as um, a negative thing at all. But in parallel, not only in these parallel areas that I can discover, but also just in parallel to my actual real life in the real world, new opportunities have come along in ways that I wasn't really expecting. And I'm sorry, I hate when people vague book You know, when they post on Facebook and they're like, I've got this thing that's happening tomorrow and I can't really say what it is, but send me prayers or whatever. And then you're just wondering, well, what the hell is it? And if you want my prayer for it, then I demand that you tell me what the hell's going on. Um, I'm very nosy like that. So don't vague book with me because I resent it. (laughs) But I'm going to vague book you a little bit right now because... um, I have a a new business opportunity, some new projects, and it really does require me to um, use a different name and be in a totally different area and for it to be disconnected from this one. So you have to trust me that I can't reveal that here. Not now, anyway. Um, In order to do this, I really do require to become someone else, at least over here in this other section of my life or whatever. Um, and wow, this has been so much fun creating this. It never occurred to me to do this. It's been a long time since I put myself out there online and adopted this kind of facet of my life as the focal point for what I do. And so I've been attached to this for 15 years now. So um, I've gotten very used to being who I chose to be. And the idea that there was still um, something else that I could choose to do sort of never occurred to me. So anyway, naming is the most powerful spell in the world. It's Adam's task. That's what I call it. It's humanity um, was given in Genesis. You know, we're talking myths here. The myth of Adam. Humanity was given the job of naming everything in the world. That was our part in collaborating with the creator. Um, Our language is built on this, which is a huge part of what makes us exceptional as a race, as a species, as a type of entity. Our technology is built on top of the language. Um, Right now, our language and our data and our command of words has become um, a kind of real magic. Information technology has created a very real form of spellcrafting that we can see and wrap our heads around and We don't think of it as supernatural. We just think of it as really cool. And naming in the spiritual realm has been a tradition in tons of human cultures. It's usually attached to rites of passage, movement into adulthood, marriage, 
There's often religious ceremonies built around naming. Um, Seth and I used to attend pagan gatherings where many people took a new name for their spiritual life to represent that transformation and that entry into that part of their lives, um, often to exclude some part of their life that was painful, uh, stories that no longer served them, getting rid of those. In radical fairy pagan culture, these were just called fairy names. So when I speak about them to my friends that know what I'm talking about, I, I refer to fairy names as being the name you choose for yourself to represent who you want to be and who you're evolving into and becoming. Now, some of my mentoring students, professional intuitives, emerging healers, psychics, people who are trying to build a business similar to mine and putting themselves out there online, are often worried that using a pen name is inauthentic or that it's hiding, or that it's somehow going to dim their power. Yet for a lot of reasons, people need to sometimes protect their identity that they're doing work as a psychic, because maybe they also have another job that supports their family in which that would cause them problems. And I'm not here to like judge anybody outing themselves in that way. I think you can do both. Uh, I think it's perfectly acceptable when you have, as I do with my jobs, different names related to different jobs and different businesses. And there's some very real marketing reasons for doing this. It's, it's effective business choice. So it's not inauthentic to do that. You're not hiding who you are. Maybe you are protecting yourself or separating your identity in some way. But I think that the concept of using a pen name can actually be more authentic because it allows you to tap into this idea of choosing who you want to be, choosing a name that represents a part of yourself that you want represented. You didn't have a choice probably in the name that you were given at birth. Um, you may have legally changed your name or you may have adopted a nickname. You may have taken on someone else's name through marriage. Um, there's a lot of different reasons why people change their names. And it's a really hard process. I was talking to a transgender friend of mine about the process of, you know, that transition to a completely different sex allows a whole other group of names to be possible. So, you know, how do, how do you make that choice? Like, um, anybody who's named a baby or named a puppy or a kitten or a business or anything knows like what a huge, um, creative rabbit hole it can be trying to come up with something that suits and you sort of know it when you hear it and you can try on a million things that aren't quite right. And then there's one that just, yes, that's it, you know? So we've all been through this process many different times. Um, people often choose stage names simply because it's more beautiful than their real name. It has a cool ring to it. It, it looks better on a poster. It fits on a book cover. People can pronounce it. There's, there's tons of reasons why you would choose to have a different name. 
Uh, you may have run across people in the new age realm, especially personalities, teachers, psychics, um, who have added extra letters to their name. I know a handful of people who've done this and it is for numerology reasons. Uh, there are practitioners who can help you analyze your name and how changing the number of characters in certain places within your name can change the numerology of the energy signature of that name and therefore, you know, supposedly affect your ability to manifest or, um, change your vibration, your energy signature. I've always had a kind of uncommon name. I jokingly refer to it as a soap opera name. I went through phases of disliking it when I was little because it was different and people would sometimes, you know, make point that out. Um, And then as I got older, I started to embrace it as I started thinking of myself as someone who would do something like be an author, I liked having a cool name because I felt like it would distinguish me and, you know, sound like a pen name anyway. (laughs) And people often ask me if Slade is my real name or if it's a chosen name. And I, I, I always feel a little defensive about that because no, you know, my mom went to a lot of trouble to choose this name for me. And I've been called this since before I was born. Um, and I feel like somehow that's like some kind of platinum credibility or something, but, um, considering new names for myself now, recently approaching 50 years old, it really opens something up within me. Who would I be if I wasn't me anymore? That was a really interesting box to open. It's not about shame or about hiding. It's about liberation. Being someone else, someone new, on purpose, intentionally. So who are you if you get to erase all your past stories? Who are you if you start from scratch? Our vernacular is littered with cliches about the desire to do this. Clean slate, blank slate, start over, start fresh, new beginnings, put it all behind you, forget all that, let it go, the new me. But we barely do those things. We talk a big game. But what if you picked some small way to be someone new? Hide in plain sight. Do something nobody expected you to do. They actually won't see you because they don't know to look for you there. What we notice is often tied to our expectations. And you can be invisible simply by being somewhere nobody expects you to be. What if you just engage in this? as a thought experiment. Write it down like a secret character in your diary. How far could you take this experiment? What do you find is a possible story for you if you don't use any old stories? 
So here are the rules if you want to engage in this. You can use true things from your life, true things about yourself, just ones that maybe people don't know about. Maybe there's a hobby or an activity or a secret obsession you're really into that nobody even knows about at all. You can use stories from your past. Maybe you just use ones that you haven't shared before. I know I have some stories that aren't sort of part of the most obvious flow of all my other stories. They sort of don't go. They got edited out. They got cut. But in their own right, those are interesting parts of my persona to explore or develop. Think about these two sort of writing prompts. If I had another lifetime, I'd be... I want to come back in another lifetime as. People say these things, right? In daily life, you, you sort of throw that out there. Oh, if I had another life, I'd be a shoe and bag designer. When I come back, I want to be one of my mom's cats. Use those as journaling prompts and sort of fill in those blanks and just keep going. Jump off from there. If I had another lifetime, I'd be go right for 20 minutes. You're so used to your old daydreams. It's hard to pick a new one. It actually left me with a panicky feeling to set down some of my daydreams over here on the side while I engaged with entirely new ones. It left me feeling a little bit naked and exposed. Um, but excited about what I was discovering. You know, something that you could do is change your appearance. And you could be photographed in your new persona. You could do a whole photo shoot. Like, here's me as this other person that I would be if I could be someone else. I realized trying to come up with a new persona that it was really a kind of branding exercise. And it's the same thing you go through when you start a personal website or a blog or a YouTube channel. There's your name, and then there's the concept name and the domain name and the punchy tagline and the headshot, the profile pic, the cover image. But beyond that, it reminds me of creating a resume or a CV or writing one of those personal essays to get into school. For decades, the hardest thing you ever write or create in your life is a resume. It's one of the worst days of your life when you have to update your resume. Now, that has evolved in this new century to the modern scourge known as the about page. Anybody who has attempted to create an about page knows this struggle. Writing an about page that is funny and shows personality while still being professional and getting your archetype across and speaking to your avatar without sounding cheesy or like you're trying too hard. You're always trying too hard when you make this kind of personal brochure version of yourself for the world. So I created an entire journaling exercise process as a training module for mentoring clients to help them write their about pages. 
It's part of a program I call Beyond Readings, which is an intuitive business development program. It's kind of like a graduate level marketing program for um, graduates of automatic intuition, but it's also open to people who haven't taken automatic intuition and maybe don't need that program. Automatic intuition professional teaches you how to identify your professional practice as an intuitive psychic healer. Whereas some people come in that are interested in working with me on building their brand and building their business and getting more clients and creating income streams. And they already have a practice in place. They're already astrologers. They're already Reiki masters. They're already doing readings and doing so professionally. So they've got that part down and they want to work on some of these marketing concepts and topics and and flesh some of that out in their business. So if that's you and you're interested in going through that process, you you can definitely apply through Automatic Intuition, the website, or you can just contact me and say, hey, I'm interested in doing some of that marketing work with you and I'll I'll get you there and explain what we do. Uh, But within the Beyond Readings content, there is a module called Write Your Site. And it's designed to trick you into creating all that above brilliant stuff that goes into the about page through a series of journaling prompts and little writing exercises. They're related to your values, your beliefs, your loves, your motivations, your dislikes, your disasters. They remind me of the kind of exercises that you might find like at the back of O Magazine Um, or that you might find in a book of memoir writing prompts. Um, If you like to take quizzes, (laughs) this is much more in line with that kind of energy. And what it does is it then walks you through a formula, a recipe, as I call it, for creating that perfectly cool about page. So, for example, you know, this you go through these writing exercises and then you take the recipe and it has instructions that say things like go through the list of beliefs that you did in exercise 13a and choose your three favorites and write them down okay now i want you to go to exercise 15 about you know the worst thing that ever happened to you in your life and i want you to pick your favorite paragraph and then, and it just sort of walks you through like that. So what it does is it tricks you into writing um, and composing a complete document that has your own voice in it that's gone very deep into your sense of humor and your beliefs and your values. But then it's taken away all the frozen blank page sort of... Um, writer's block that accompanies something like trying to create an about page or a resume. So that's the idea of this concept. Um, There are also recipes for creating all the other kinds of pages on your site, like service pages, sales pages, both short and long form. I was realizing as I was trying to come up with this new persona for myself that I could do the write your site exercises as this other new persona and see what emerged from that. And so this won't be super evergreen. Um, I try to keep these episodes and anything that I say within them as, um, you know, open to any time you might come along and listen to them. So depending on when you listen to this, um, 
as I'm speaking about this, I realize probably the easiest thing for me to do would be to make the Write Your Site module from that bigger program available as a Patreon mastery level download. So what I'm going to do is put that into the Patreon mastery rotation of free downloads each month. And if you're listening to this in May 2019, that will be the current free download. Uh, if you want to just try this process for yourself, I, I can feel someone's out there going, Oh my God, yes, I'm trying to write an about page. Mine sucks. I need to do that. So, um, if that's you go to patreon.com slash shift your spirits and, uh, get on the mastery level of support there. It's always available as part of this, you know, other program that I mentioned to you. So if you want to go to automaticintuition.com, you can contact me there. Uh, you can also just email me or even Facebook message me or, and tell me you're interested in it and, um, and we'll talk more. The reason I wanted to share all this with you guys about the concept of reinventing myself and reinventing yourself is I didn't realize what could be uncovered spiritually by this exercise, this process. I found parts of myself that I didn't really know existed. Fun parts. Joy that I haven't been accessing. What if you go just pretend to reinvent yourself? Who could you be? What would you choose to get rid of? And then what would you choose to embrace? I believe all creative, sensitive, intelligent people need a project. Outside of chores and responsibilities and jobs and commitments to others, a personal project. Now, of course, I'm doing this reinvention as a three by three. So I'm doing it for three months. Maybe you make this your project for the month or so. Play with the idea just for the next week. You can do it entirely in your head. As I said, it's a thought experiment. But writing it down is, is good. That, that works for me. You may find things that you want to manifest in your actual real life. Or your virtual one. And some of those things, I'm telling you, I'm surprised. I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am. Some of those things that I'm discovering are entirely new sources of joy and purpose. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. For show notes, links, transcripts, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever app you prefer. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or download a free ebook and meditation to help you connect with your guides, please go to sladeroberson.com. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com. Before I go, I promise to leave you a message and answer to a question or a concern you may have. Take a moment to think about that. Hold it in your mind or speak it out loud. I'll pause for just a few seconds right now. Actually, you know what? 
Say screw it for a minute. You've already thought this to death. A break from thinking about it could be the most practical thing to do at this point in this moment. You don't have to decide anything today. Better perspective and more information is coming in a day or two. And I'll talk to you later.